Good morning, Saya. This is written by Father Kurt Parler and comes from Myanmar. Throughout my first year in the Union of Myanmar, I studied the Burmese language in Yangon. The teachers were locals and I became a good friend with one of them, Saya, teacher, Zenry, Z-E-N-R-Y. And straight out of Teachers College, he was taking a year out to build up his bank account by teaching foreigners before heading to a lowly paid job in a village school. And after the 12-month language course, I moved to Michina in the north among the Kachin people, while Saya went south to commence work in his new career. We never lost touch, and I went to visit him prior to the military coup d'etat in the days the country was still living with great hope. I travelled the 960 kilometres to Yangon by bus, changing for the ongoing 200 kilometre leg to the town of Python, and from where I took a riverboat, before making the last part of the journey on the back of Saya's motorbike. We arrived at Sayegi, where he lives and teaches. I met his host family, but we backtracked to the town for the night and returned for morning classes. I borrowed a uniform like Saya so I could look like a teacher, but, but first we went to an outside public bath where I wore a longi, a sarong, and we have a similar garment, a malong, where I grew up in the south of the Philippines, so I felt at home that way. After breakfast, we headed to school. Saya introduced me to the principal, who happened to be a Catholic, and then the children began to arrive. One by one, they took off their shoes, arranged them neatly outside the door, and took their places in the classroom. They sat quietly in a meditative posture for about 15 minutes, something they learn early in school life. Good morning, children, Saya Zenry said. Good morning, Saya, they responded. His class was a mix of grades three and four. The whole school had only 24 students with four teachers. As Saya had a mixed class of eight, he had to teach every subject at the two levels. Teaching was my very first job out of university. I started as an English tutor for Koreans living in the Philippines and eventually got a position at a private school. I only lasted about seven months, but my days at the front of the classroom are among my most fulfilling experiences. And despite their low wages, teachers in Myanmar hold a respect on a par with parents and monks, revered in society like gods, and Sayer explains, Our parents raised us, our teachers shared knowledge with us, and while the monks preached the Dharma, and for these reasons they are considered blessings like a god. He asked me to take his class for a while, and I taught the nursery rhyme Jack and Jill in English, and the children didn't know it, but quickly picked it up and sang it heartily. The experience reminded me of my teaching days, stressful but meaningful. And as we travelled back to the town along the narrow, windy track, we joined people making merry at a Buddhist monastery, offering incense, feasting and cheering and laughing at the real-life scenarios played out on stage by traditional dancers in the open compound. Myanmar is a Buddhist-majority country, 
So a festival at a monastery is a celebration for the whole area. We enjoyed the fun for a few hours and on the next day I began my long trek back home. All that occurred before the military junta usurped power from the civilian government on February the 1st last year. Today, monastery festivals are a memory from the past, and Sire Zenri has a profoundly different tale to tell. Along with many other teachers, he joined the civil disobedience movement in protest against the military coup. He stopped going to school, as did most of the children. And when I asked if he still wants to be a teacher, he replied that my simple question was difficult to answer, as although he still wants to share what he knows with children, the education system makes this nigh-on impossible. However, his dream is still alive, as he believes it's only through education that Myanmar can progress and develop. There are not enough teachers even for one school and not enough resources. Education spending in Myanmar is desperately low. In developed countries, it is a top priority. In Myanmar, it is barely a priority at all. And this is extremely frustrating for a teacher, Saya says. He describes his greatest dream as making the world peaceful. I want everyone in the world to enjoy their human rights. However, the political crisis in Myanmar is stealing the dreams of many young people including Saya Zenri. He says the crisis has torn families apart, with some killed, others arrested and more fleeing the country. The army arrested many young men on suspicion, so living every day has become deeply stressful. I just want to leave Myanmar, Saya laments. And like so many young people, he just wants to escape and have the chance to live out his dreams. This is a disaster for Myanmar as the corrupt behaviour of an elite clique of monstrous megalomaniacs is thwarting Sire's dreams along with those of so many bright young people that want to bring change. A huge tragedy for the people of a nation the profits of economy once predicted would become the most prosperous in Asia. Good morning, Sire, the students in Sikh Yi would say if classes were still in. I sense they, they miss their sire's gentle ways and shed a tear over the empty space outside the door of their classroom where his big shoes should lie neatly alongside their little ones. That article written by Columban father Kurt Parler lives and works in Myanmar.